Hi everyone, it's December, it's Christmas nearly, but while most of us are getting into the Christmas spirit, our golfers only have one thing on their mind, Q school. It's Q school season and pre-qualifiers is just around the corner starting in three days. Wow, it's difficult to say whether Q school is the end of the season, the start of the season or whether it's just one endless circle. But sadly, it is the end for this podcast. For now, don't worry. Yes, it's the end of season episode. Gosh, almost one year later and we've witnessed so much out on tour. In this episode, I wanted to reflect on the season as a whole and reminisce a little about the year we've had. And I was sat here thinking about it, thinking about who to invite on as our final guest But then I thought, who better to chat to than the other two thirds of the Let Us team who have witnessed it all? Yes, you are listening to the Let Us Golf podcast with me, Olivia Botham-Lee-Dakin, the show where we chat to golfers from the LET Access series, present and past about life on the tour, the latest news, but also learn more about who they are and their golfing journey. But this time we are not chatting to a uh, golfer, we are chatting to two special guests, my colleagues, Anna Laranetta, our fabulous tour director, and her operations sidekick, Clara Kucharova, and I'm really excited for them to join us today. Welcome, Anna and Clara, to Let Us Golf podcast. Again, so great to have you here. Um, Two thirds of the Let Us team alongside me. And I thought it'd be a great chance to just catch up on the season and reflect a little bit. So um, starting with you, Clara, in the deep end, it's the end of the season. How are we feeling? Well, first of all, thank you for having us again, Livy. I hope the listeners don't get bored of us being here for the second time this year, but I'm excited to kind of wrap up the season with you guys. I think we had a great time. We saw some amazing wins, lots of up and downs, you know, seeing the players fight for the cards and for the final stage of Q school. I think we had a really good, really strong season. And Anna, how are you feeling? End of season? Relieved? Happy? Sad? Happy and sad. Hello, guys. Nice to nice to be here talking to you. Um, happy and sad. Sad because obviously we, we, we say farewell to uh, a lot of them. Hopefully we say goodbye to a lot of them, which means, you know, they're going to go to Q school and get their you know card or a good category on, on the LET. Um, happy because I enjoyed very much this season, although we had some challenges with the weather um in the summer but i think we i enjoyed very much working with you too and uh, with the players i think we have a really good synergy amongst you know the team us and and the players and it's good to see and i think uh, that's the objective right to just keep uh, keeping that synergy between us and uh, and making it, it making it uh, an enjoyable tour for the players Definitely. Now, I was wondering where to start. And I think the best place to start is the end with our top six. Um, Obviously, our players are mainly out there to fight for the top six cards so they can get a spot on the LET for 2024. Um, We had a great top six this year. Obviously, Sophie just 
a remarkable season. The two Swiss, Elena, Chiara, Hannah, Emily, Gemma. Um, did you guys kind of see this top six forming at the start of the season or was it kind of gradually appeared, do you reckon? I think, uh, I don't know about you you guys, but I think it's been quite tough to 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 bet and say, uh, I think these are the players that are going to get their card. And even, uh, and I th- it was difficult at the beginning of the season because you know, you don't know most of them, but then towards the end, anyone could have taken that card. It was, it was quite, um, you know, it was a fight until the very end. So um, I, I w- I'm going to say no, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I think I agree. Like, I think the first half of the season, we didn't even dare to talk about the top six. Obviously, it's still up in the air, and that's what everyone's fighting for, but you literally have no idea what's going to happen. So I feel like when we crossed the halfway point in the season, we started sort of being like, okay, wow, like, who's going to make it? And obviously, Sophie had three amazing wins, but she had two of them quite early on on the season. So we were like, okay, well, she's a really, really strong player, so she probably is going to make that. Uh, but then the rest, like, you really never know. Um, and I think with the final few events, um, I think we had a rough idea. But as Anna said, like, you never know what's going to happen. And I think what's really amazing is that all six of them had very different seasons, very different stories. Uh, some some great ones so you see like Kiara and Hannah they've kind of like the Cinderella stories of Lettas this year like starting with no status and then making cuts and making wins and getting their card um Hannah's was pretty incredible wasn't it It was that was the last one really um kind of came out of nowhere it's kind of last two events but she very deserved it um what did you make of all their kind of like storylines this season I gotta say I'm gonna start with Hannah actually because Obviously, she had no status at the beginning of the season and she really wanted to play. And we really tried, you know, to help her as best as we could. But there's so many talented players. But I sort of felt like deep inside, I was like, you know, what? the promoters are going to give her the invites. And I knew she was going to really take advantage of that. Like I knew she wasn't going to crumble under the pressure that she had to, you know, get the points to get the re-rank and then have a higher category and a bit more certainty to get into the events. And she really took full advantage of that. So I got to say, like, it was a real Cinderella story because seeing this from the beginning of the season and then her win at the end, like, you probably know, guys, because I get very emotional with all the wins. Um, But I got to say this year, I was very good. I was like keeping it together. But when Hannah won and knowing like her story, yeah, I I cried a little. I was so happy for her. (laughs) I mean, yeah, as you say, Clara, I think they're all very different, very different stories. I think the, the challenge they have to achieve the goal of getting the card is 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 the same for everyone. I think it's tough for everyone, but yeah, it's it's nice to see how very different you know their their journey has been. Definitely, and we had um I just got to speak about Chiara Tambellini, tiny and mighty Chiara Tambellini. She turned pro and then won her first pro event. That does not happen a lot in golf, does it? Um, pretty incredible. Um, what do you reckon we can? Do you reckon she's definitely one to watch for the future? I think yeah for sure I think all of them I think uh, all of them are are 
we're going to have to, I think we're going to have some nice surprises in the future. But obviously, Kiara, the way she she came in and turned professional, what a way to start her golfing career and, and winning her first professional career at golf tournament like that. Um, but I think they're all very, very, very strong players. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Kiara is, you know, she's out there and she's a very strong character on Let's Us. And yeah, just how she, you know, took it and and how she just killed it on every tournament. She did so well. And I remember um, her reaching out to me. I think it was the night before the Swedish tournament that she won. Um, the night before it started, she reached out to me. She's like, hey, Clara, so I decided that I want to turn pro. So, you know, we had to change her status quite quickly and and she just went on to win it so it just shows how strong of a player she is and as Anna said like I really believe these players will make it in the future and you can see how last year's graduates were strong on the LET this year you know we've got two wins already three of them are um, keeping their LET um, card during their rookie season so that's incredible I don't think that's ever happened before I'm not correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think it has and you can see that these new graduates are also amazing players with loads of experience from amateur golf so I think bright days are ahead of them definitely and it was really lovely to see the relationship between Kiara and Elena that was definitely highlighted at Rose Ladies Open wasn't it that was a fantastic event but seeing that kind of going head to head but also the friendship between them um when they both finished was that was something special I thought this season yeah that's that's something but there's something that we see a lot isn't it and and also players from different nationalities but as you say with Elena and Chiara it was really nice to see and how they support each other because sometimes you you're going to think you know because at the end of the day they are competing against each other you know it could have been Elena and uh, not Chiara or, or vice versa so that is a very beautiful thing to see how they support each other in the good times and in the bad times as well. And we see that on the range, how they help each other. They take videos of each other. Um, I'm talking about all players here, but yeah, it was it was great to see them uh, like that. One last, we had Emily Price and Gemma, two English. Um, Emily Price, um, great season, but we've got to speak about our, our Gemma. She's um, been probably on that task a bit longer than some of the others and it really meant a lot to her this card didn't it 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 did mean a lot I guess I don't know I think it's always um difficult for all of these players to get their card but I think in a situation like Gemma was in a situation like she was um she I think she she turned professional and got her card and then suffered quite a bit for um when we had the COVID year and um, which I think she could have played a bit more and then coming back to to let us and say I'm going to focus on on let us which is a de- decision that is difficult for a lot of players that have uh, some status on the LET and some status on let us and I think it paid off and she made the decision to concentrate her efforts on on the LET access series get her car through the she did it she won and uh, yeah hats off it was it was a very special card this year, and uh, I think we're all very proud of her. I think Gemma is a really good example of um, showing that hard work and determination and just patience, you know, so much patience. And she patience, yeah. herself on the golf course, of the golf course in her personal life, you know, like all of the aspects of her work and life 
she worked so hard this year and yeah it's just proving to everyone out there that you can do it if you really want it and if you really work hard for it. And now they take this big step up to the big tour LET. Um, what can they expect do you think um, being different from moving from Letas to the LET? The big difference Mm. Well, big difference, but I think it's it's less and less because we um, I think we try to put together tournaments that are quite similar, not not uh, obviously the same, but it is a big difference. Is um, obviously there's everything around it is different, and when they step into the first event of the season on the LET, they are going to be you know maybe some some of them will be overwhelmed. I, I remember I think you said um, one of you speaking to Sophie Kipsgard and saying you know how. Um, what a good experience it was for her to play on on the Lacoste uh, Ladies Open in France. So I think they are going to enjoy it and I hope they embrace it. It might be overwhelming because they're big events with bigger crowds, with more exposure, TV, interviews. Um, although, Livy, you've done a great job with that side. And I think they're going to go there and it's not going to be that new. And is they're going to be, oh, OK, I'm, I'm used to having someone interviewing me at the end of the round. So, yeah, I, I, I think they're go- I hope they take it uh, as a, a beautiful thing and that they can l- keep learning because they're rookies again. And then, um, yeah, so they, I hope they embrace it and uh, enjoy it and uh they have each other's back, also on the L.E.T. I think that's what's really beautiful about Letas, that the friendships that they form and then they take it onto the L.E.T. Um, it's really nice that they have one another and you know even if they go out for dinner together on the LET like they already have someone they know and it's not just one person it's five of them so I think it's that's really really good about you know going there together and forming those relationships but I was actually gonna ask Livy also because your role was really important this year because you you know you also taught the players so much from the media side of it and the cameras, the microphones, you know, doing this podcast, so many interviews. Uh, did you also see like during the season that the players got maybe more comfortable and it could help them in the future in the big tour? Definitely. At the start of the season, you check a camera in some of them and they just freeze up and they, they lose their natural selves. Um, not all of them, but some of them. And it's worth saying like a lot, some of these, they're speaking in their second, third language. Um, when they're doing interviews so I I totally get it. it's not easy I know Akalena um, is like is one of what I can use her as an example of that she's so I once made her speak a little bit in German and she became so much more open and it was a lot easier for her and I recognize that but I've been really proud to see them come out their comfort shells and show off their personality um, to the media because that's so important especially when you get to the higher stages of golf for the fans and for people to like who love them as athletes um because they're also all six of them amazing personalities aren't they yeah, yeah they sure. are we had 15 different winners this season that's something worth highlighting it's not just reflecting on the top six some amazing wins i'll rattle them off louis lucy we had louise so we had like the oldest winner to the youngest winner we had fee sophie puck marta sophie again liana kathy Gemma, emily chiara avani 
Kiara again, Lejeanne and Sophie and Elena and Hannah, uh, not necessarily in the right order. Um, which win has stuck in your mind this season? I actually thought about this because I knew this question was coming for sure. <laughs> but it is so hard to choose. I think... I mean, I know I cannot give you just one name, but I have like different categories, you know, because I really thought about this. <laughs> Obviously, um, I have to mention the six playoffs we've had this year. I actually went through it. We had six playoffs, which is a third of the events on the schedule. I don't know if this happens on other tours, but for me, it was insane. Like we were actually placing bets in every final round. Like, hey, guys, are we going to have a playoff today? Who thinks? you know, we are, then just raise your hand. So that was kind of um, the spirit of Let Us 2023. But I think the playoffs gave it a bit more drama. And I think that those wins were really good. Like Lucy, you know, she's been waiting for her win for a little while now. So having that dramatic, I think it was a five-hole playoff, um, that was amazing to see. Then Louise being the younger winner, um, the youngest winner, <laughs> And yeah, I mean, those players that sort of waited for their wins a little longer, like even Marta Martin and and uh, Gemma, but then you've got the rookies who just, you know, they just came in and they killed it. So I really cannot choose one, but the playoffs were really exciting. Um, I don't think I can choose and I don't think it, uh, I should choose. But anyway, we, uh, I think, uh, as I said before, each player, they've, they've been really um, uh, nice and amazing wins we had this year, as you guys mentioned before. And what I think it's so nice about these wins is that each player has their own journey, their own very different journey. I, I would, I think maybe Sophie, when she started winning, she she won three, right, this year. Yeah, maybe the second and the third, but maybe her first win must have been must have felt really good and and the rest of the players the same so they're all different journeys all different you know they got there in very many different ways and i think they're all special i i cannot i cannot pick one guys you living what do you uh, think no I you can't, can't pick i can't pick like they were so good but what i will say yeah. is we had some amazing win celebrations i mean in montaban the um the paratroopers nice. coming and delivering sophie's trophy Marta Martin making that splash in Czech to fulfill their traditions and loving every second of it. Um, some great wins. Oh, so Ivani, like the first Indian winner on Elliot Luti Access, just coming over for that one tournament and winning it. That was pretty incredible, really. Um, so yeah, it's really hard to pick, but some the wins have been certainly some of the best moments of the season. Um, apart from the wins, what other moments of the season have really stuck in your mind and Anna is, for everyone listening, Anna is gesturing uh, a little <laughs> buggy. And I think she's trying to refer to the time when I absolutely... Yeah, well, uh, I'm gesturing the buggy. Can I say it gets yes. stuck in the mud on my buggy? Yeah, it's, it's exactly. I, I'm just making gestures because I'm not sure if I'm allowed to speak about this, Livy. I just want to ask for your permission. <laughs> if you can just tell us a little bit what happened and then maybe I can just... Uh, really quickly. And then um, well, it was our two, two weeks in Ramside and typically Durham fashion, it was absolutely raining and um I decided to take a shortcut to try and catch it with some players this shortcut was up a very steep hill and I um went backwards into a bush basically and Anna had to come rescue me 
Yeah, but it was funny but when you called me and this it's just the call that I received from you. <laughs> it's like, what do I do? So getting there and trying to figure out because it was a tough, um, a tough situation and I didn't know what to do. It took me a while, but when I did it, oh my God, it felt great. It felt so good. I took pictures and I'm like, I'm keeping this as a great memory for myself. So I think maybe we could put that that buggy. Well, maybe we shouldn't because Ellen is gonna is gonna kill us if she knows about this. <laughs> but it was a it was a fun moment. It was a fun moment. It was good to to get it out of there. I feel like our highlights of the season usually involve buggies. Like we had a similar situation with Anna last year and then this year. I don't know. It just, I feel like that's something that's connected to golf, isn't it? Like when you have on YouTube, you watch some golf funny moments, then it usually involves the buggy. So how could we not? It was, yeah, that? I was just say it's, it's a fun, it's a fun moment. It's a fun moment. And maybe also, I don't know if we're going to talk about it later, but I think I enjoyed very much the the part three we played at the end of on the last tournament uh, when they lit the, uh, the whole number five, number nine and all the players went there. It was just a fun, a fun moment for me too. Yeah, I was going to say like, it was really nice to have a player's party this year. Um, although we still had one event to go, I think it was good because we were staying in Spain and and a lot of players, majority of the players were staying anyway. So we had quite a big number of attendees. So that was really fun, you know, and just kind of let loose and listen to some music, have some great Spanish food and wine. I think that that was really nice. And as you said, the part three was that was just so much fun. I was freezing. I underestimated the cold out, but definitely. (laughs) You uh, won the closest to the whole tournament, didn't you, Clara? Yeah. I I was like talking about I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to miss the ball. And then I absolutely flushed it. I was so proud of myself. I could not stop talking about it. So thank you for bringing it up again, Libby. (laughs) (laughs) What's your highlight, Libby? Uh, oh, too many, too many. It's been obviously my first year on tour, um, first year doing the media, and it's been really special. And I think the highlight has to be the players and just what they bring, all their personalities and um, how welcoming they've been and how, yeah, it's been really good here. Um, yeah, but it's not fair because you always get the best, the best side of them, you know? We get we get their complaints and you get their smiles and they're happy because they play good. So it's not fair, but it's it's I think yeah it's it's a great job. Maybe we can switch next year. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. She said yes. Yes. <laughs> she said yes. Sure. Um, but what you just brought up there is kind of poignant. The fact that you don't always golfers aren't always smiling. Um, mm. I do the media, so I show people often the good side they see the leaders they see the winners they see the stars um and they the games and they admire them but like they very few know their struggles unless you've seen it firsthand like we do week in week out and the heartaches that come with golf um and it can be quite dark lonely and at times um to be a professional golfer and there'll be some players i'm sure on tour that have haven't had the best season right Um, yeah and yeah, of course. They'll be struggling. They're going to Q school maybe and trying to put that behind them. Go on. What what advice can you kind of give them or what um would you suggest if someone's had a bit of bad season and trying to come out of it for next season? As a former player, we should mention Anna, you might have a, know a little bit about this. Yeah, it's well, 
it's not an easy it's not an easy thing to come out of that it takes time when you've had a bad season and the positive side of this is that we did finish our season in october and they have you know they have some time to regroup and think i think that um the technical side of things it's important and i think that some of them have to work on it and i'm sure but that's something that they can fix with their coaches but the most important thing is to work on their mental uh mental side of things how how to get there to visualize and to see themselves as winners again because i have think sometimes they forget how impressive they are just to be there just to be here just to turn professional or even a, um, a an amateur and and play on letas on some let events just the journey for them to just to get here it's incredible so i think they they it would be good if they could start remembering how they got here how how good they are because not everybody gets here that's one and then just visualize the future and see themselves as winners that they deserve to be there they deserve that let card maybe it's not this year get a good exemption on the let or a good ranking um i think one thing that is important is that when you go to q school is obviously the goal is to get that let card but if you don't it's okay just try to finish every shot counts every single shot counts be patient because there's as is very long it's not a, a, a the q school is, is is it takes a while to to you know to play it there's many rounds to play and every every shot counts try and finish as close as possible to that top 20 and the more opportunities you're going to get so patience and see yourself as a winner i would say and to you Clara, you went to q school last year you've seen all the emotions that come with it um what's your best advice and what attitude should golfers go in with i feel like in the tournament office you know i can feel the pressure that's on the players you know either if it's themselves putting it on them or or you know i don't know coaches families just like the expectations they might have i feel like i'm a, quite an empathetic person so just seeing that and you know, at the end of the day, we're just trying to be there for them. So I hope they can see that we're here and they can come to us and, and talk and, you know, but uh, coming to Q school. Um, yeah, I think the mental side of it is the most important just to be OK, you know, to understand that it is one or two weeks of golf and anything can happen. You can be the best player out there. And if it's just not your week, it happens. And it should not really like bring you down too much. I understand that if you really care, you can get set over a bad round, but still, you know, see the light at the end of the tunnel and know that better days are coming and just have a positive attitude and believing in yourself and knowing that golf or how you play does not define you as a person, um, as long as you know that you're doing the best you can and that you're chasing your dreams. Yes, and and also I'd like to add that's really true what you just said, Clara, and that because um, it happened to me in the past. If you don't get your because the goal is always let let, but it takes time. It takes time to get there, and not everybody has to get there at the same time. Some, you know, get there quickly. Some 
take two years, some take five years. So it, it's a long, long, long race. It's not a short race. So maybe you get there and then you lose it again. I say that I say this a lot. It's not it's so it's just a very long journey. And just to see themselves how they want to be while they're, you know, while they're playing on the L.E.T., the attitude they want, the attitude is so important. So I think, you know, to work on that, learning from their mistakes and uh, and the attitude, it's it's super important. Definitely. And every golfer's journey is different. And that's something I've really discovered, especially doing this podcast, speaking to a lot of different golfers, all different backgrounds, different journeys. And that's what we sort of try and delve into a little bit with this podcast, the journey. But it's Morocco this year, not Spain, for Q School. So really good weather, I'm hoping. Um, so that should help. That should help the players, to be honest. A lot of them, I know, do not like bad weather. And we've had so much bad weather this season. Can we just reflect on that, how unlucky we've been? Yeah, we've been, not just us, every single tour that has played in the summer, Europe has been, you know, hit mm. by all these thunderstorms and uh but not just you say a few weeks in July. It's been all year. Even when we were in uh, in October in the last event in Calata Youth, we had that uh, torrential rain that we had to stop. So it's just been unlucky. One of the uh, you know since I've been on tour, I think one of the the worst seasons we've had um, with weather. Lots of thunderstorms everywhere and lots of uh, delays and cancellations and. Uh, yeah, it, it hasn't been fun. It hasn't been fun for us. It hasn't been fun for the players. But it's it's part of it. It's an outdoor sport, and 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 you know you have to you have to accept it. We started in Terre Blanche, which was so windy and cold. We started there, and we finished in October in Calatayud with that delay and that rain. So that is it. You know, it's, it's been since the beginning of the season. We've been. It's not unlucky. It's just how the weather is, and yeah, outdoor sport. Get your uh, rain rain gear out, and yeah, that's what, it's it's tough. It's so tough when when it's like that. Yeah, but that's a that's also a challenge, you know, for them and just um, to test themselves. And uh, at the end of the day, best player wins. Yeah, I gotta say, um, I think that the players had really good attitude as much as they could, you know, in those tough weather conditions um we didn't really hear many complaints or anything because they just understand that it's part of the sport obviously there's always a little hiccup in every tournament on every tour but um I gotta say like a lot of them were very very understanding and I just want to thank them for that (laughs) through this podcast because you know it was it was very tough for everyone, for the promoters, for us, for the players. So just kind of understanding everyone's perspective, I, I think, is very important, especially on a on a smaller tour like ours. Definitely, definitely. And reflecting on the year as a whole, before I move to our quick fire round, what's the biggest change you've seen on LT Access Series this year? I think we're just trying to be one step closer to sort of narrowing the gap between us and the LET, making the jump from let us to LET a little bit easier for the players, you know, even if it includes, you know, reaching out to our colleagues on the LET being like, hey, how do you do this on the LET? Because we want our players to be ready. We want to 
do the best job we can. And I feel like with that attitude to just making things better a little step at a time, even if it's from tournament to tournament or or season to season, I feel like just reflecting on the past events and making everything better. I, I feel like we've done a really good job with that. Like I can definitely see a nice positive change there. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very true. And and you know, having you both, it's been you know that's that's a big big obviously you Clara you know second year you've been more confident in what you're doing and having you Livy for the players giving them th- this exposure and and talking to them I think that has been incredible and for us has been very important and and from the players perspective I think there's been a huge jump in quality in the quality of of golf I think when I've when I've stand you know standing on the first tee uh, of of any tournament and seeing them when you do those videos, uh, Livy about you know the first tee shots, they're very very good golf swings, and um, uh, so as I say, my highlight would be that the 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 quality of golf in the players. And I'm just going to tell you what happened in Zaragoza when I was there. Raquel Carriedo is the professional golfer in in that golf club. So she was an L.E.T. player, played on on, uh, a Solheim Solheim Cup. I played with her, a good friend of mine. And she was, you know, the the last round of the tournament she was teaching that day. And I went and said hello to her. And she told me how impressed she was with the quality of golf, with, with the golf swings. She couldn't believe it. It's like, and she really did say, any of these players can win this week, you know, and, and to, to hear that from someone that knows about golf, that has been playing on to for a long time, played a Solheim Cup, it's, it, to me, it was, yeah, it is true. Anyone can win, and, and they're so good. So I think there's more and more pl- good players coming on on tour, and I, th- I hope it, we keep keep this up, and which is good. It, it, it means that they're talking to each other, and they they're telling each other th- this is a good pathway, and this is a good way to start your your professional career. So yeah, I'm I'm really happy about that, and yeah, I would say that would be my highlight. What does let us mean to both of you? It's like a family, really. I mean, I know it's work, and I feel like you should really keep work you know, separated from your personal life. But having you two in the team and having Anna as my boss and and you as my colleague, Livy, I feel like we've gotten so close and we're such a good match that it's tough not to say that we we are not friends or family, you know, because we spend so much time together. We are on calls together during the season and we just um, talk about our lives, but also, you know, of course, about our work and how to make things better and just having each other is um is really really important for me and obviously then having the players and having this team and then knowing we can do anything really for the players and you know to make positive impact i think um yeah it's really difficult to put into words what it means but i'm very 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 happy to be here and see all the stories is creating this pathway for these players to go to the LET, to make that trans- transition as smooth as possible, which means we need to step up on the quality of, of uh, golf courses and the way we organize the events. So I think we're moving in the right direction. So it's creating that pathway, that smooth transition. And obviously with two superstars like you, it's uh, becoming easier. 
<laughs> How about you, Livy? What is letters for you? People know that I don't really like it when the questions are turned back on me. But, well, um, sorry, but let uh, me go. <laughs> I think for me, what I'm quite passionate about is women's golf in general. You know, it's 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 only probably like the 1960s, 70s that like it became like a proper sport was actually um, competed and. And I think something we're doing here is it's quite easy to look at it from a top-down perspective. Um, look at the LPGA top tours, see what they're doing, and they're. But it's quite nice to look at it from more of a grassroots perspective, um, bottom-up approach to improving the women's game and raising our game. I think that's our hashtag in the IT is hashtag raise our game because it's all about coming from the bottom with us a little bit and making our players better more exposed and so when they eventually get there people know them and the fans can love them just as much as we love them if that makes sense yeah I definitely agree I actually spoke to someone about it the other day they were like so you know like let us is a is a smaller tour but like what like do you maybe like how would you compare it to the LET and I'm like well we we are the LET but we're the pathway to it and it's so important to give these players an extra opportunity because, because as we already said, Q school can be really difficult, really hard. Obviously, not everyone can afford it. And just having like a full season and being one step closer to to the higher level um, to match the bigger tours, I think that's so important. And yeah, I think we've been um, doing a good job with helping the players and, you know, having great tournaments and, and you, Anna, you know, being in touch with the promoters and planning the season and really giving them the best opportunities and rising the the prize funds um, a little bit step by step. I think that's so important for, for women's sport in general. They look at us, we're fantastic. <laughs> I know, we are. Don't want to blow well, our own at, at least, at least we're fantastic, but I think... If we as we should be seeing ourselves the same as the players, you know, we we are gonna make mistakes if we learn from our mistakes, and at the end of the day, we just try to be the best we can. And and we're not athletes, but we're kind of you know life is a little bit like that for everybody. And uh, yeah, we're just hoping that we're doing the best we can for them. Exactly, the, to to create more playing opportunities, better playing opportunities, and that uh, they like it and they keep. Uh, this is a career for them as long as they can. And I hope it's very long because it's a beautiful life when you're a professional player. And then, uh, you know, it's a nice, but it's the attitude and I hope they really enjoy it and they keep enjoying it. And when it's time to go and then they go, but I think they're very lucky to be able to experience this life, all of them. we move on to our final quick fire round of the season let's go let's do last this. podcast last quick fire round okay um shall we do anna first then clara we can mix it up later if you want uh favorite course this year favorite course this year okay i'm gonna say la peñaza it's very dear to me yeah close to home for me, very same reasoning, close to home, Panorama Golf Resort um, during the I'm on the Czech Ladies Challenge. Very beautiful and very close to my heart. One place in the world you could take Letas to, where would it be? Um, 
Japan because I've never been. <laughs> well, that'd be fun. Cool. Sushi. Oh my god, all the sushi. You know, everyone could have. Yeah, why not? I would go to Japan one time. I'm gonna say Australia. Um, if we could, you know, just shoot our shot. I'm gonna say Australia. <laughs> we also have a lot of Australian players, and it is so impressive that they come all the way from home, spend the entire season in Europe, away from their families, and obviously they have a beautiful home country, and they're still here, you know, chasing their dreams. So if we could take let us to their home, I think that would be very nice. Yeah, that's tough for them, yeah. Hats off to all the Australians. What's your favourite um, food you've had this year on tour? Because obviously we, we experienced a few different cuisines when we're not eating pot noodles, when we're rushed. But um... Well, I was going to say the pot noodles. I've, 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 I've honestly enjoyed every single pot noodle. <laughs> I'm half Asian, so I've enjoyed every single pot noodle. And... And uh, I'm still having pot noodles, so sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, I guess yeah, it became a new obsession for me. Like my, I don't know if people know that, but my dad is a chef, so I grew mm-hmm. up very good quality food, and I can't even <laughs> tell him I've been eating pot noodles on tour. But it's honestly <laughs> so good, and it like heals my soul after a long rainy day on tour. <laughs> exactly, but we can't just say the pot noodle. No. Come on. Um, something I'm that gonna go with tapas. Right. Just any okay, so, tournament, give me tapas and croquetas, and I'm happy. I think what I what I tried in in uh, in in Prague, that dish that is very typical in the golf club. That we ate really well there, by the way. In Prague, we at the golf club served really good food. Absolutely. Yeah, I was I was very proud um, that they served <laughs> Czech dishes. The one you had yeah. is called Svichkova, just a little Czech education right there for our listeners. Svichkova. Svichkova uh, with the dumplings. And yeah, I can't wait for you guys to try mm, more yeah. Czech meals next year. That was really tasty. I really enjoyed the Spanish peas with the bacon. That I had a few oh, times. that's what I was going to say. La Peñata, I didn't want to mention it again. But we ate well, yeah. The peas were lovely, lovely. One thing you could change about the game of golf, if you could. Oof. Let me see. There's so many things. <laughs> I could <can> go. <laughs> some some of the rules. Some of the rules I would change. Some of the rules of golf, I think, um, I would change. I can't tell you one in specific. I think they've changed a lot, which is, um, you know, something that is very much appreciated. But I think that we can simplify them uh, a little bit and it would be easier for everyone. But I think we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go big here. And it's something that is not instantly going to get changed. uh, But it's something that is getting better and better every year, I would say, in women's sport in general. But it's the pay gap for sure. The price. 100%. Yeah. um, It makes so much difference. Even even if you look at our schedule, obviously the price funds are getting higher and higher. But our largest price fund was seventy thousand euros with the Rose Ladies Open and just everything they could provide for the players on site. You know, it just makes so much difference. So just striving for the those little steps to get stronger and and have a bigger financial foundation for the players and that's going to help them um, to continue in their careers. And you know, that's if if it could be all equal, it would be it would be amazing. Dream yes, if there's any any potential sponsors listening to us, 
Yeah. Um, just before Christmas, maybe it'd be nice, uh, nice gift for our players and for the tour. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's very true too. <laughs> Right. So I normally Next I normally thing. finish with getting your best advice, but I think we did the podcast in March and I got your best advice to players. So I thought let's do it slightly differently and just pick one word to sum up this season. That's a tough question, I know. Wet. That's not Wet. Guess, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to say strong. Because there has been loads of ups and downs with the weather. Obviously, things happen all the time. Lots of up and downs we see that happened for the players. But all of this is only going to make us, the players, and the tour stronger. So I would say strong. Okay, that's a good one. going to say... But I think it's, well, it's been challenging. Okay, that's one. But rewarding. I think I'm going to say it's been rewarding with all the hard work, how difficult it was with the weather. And, but at the end of the day, I feel like, yeah, I, 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 yeah, like proud. And, and uh, it's and seeing all the players smiling at the end of the season and having a good time and, and getting on so well with each other. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it makes me super happy. I think it was also quite record breaking, wouldn't it? I know like obviously you, Livy, might know a bit better, like you look into the stats um quite often, but also, you know, again looking at the price fund, I think that was um really, really strong. And also having the youngest player um winner, you know, that just little bits and pieces that maybe we forget at by the end of the year. But it's also important to remind ourselves that there are some maybe barriers that were broken this year, some records that were broken, and that's also very important to look at. Definitely, definitely. Well, you always joke that at the end of the podcast, I say I could speak to you all day, but you know I could speak to both of you all day, but we can't because we have more work to do, um, getting ready for Q School, et cetera, in the next season. It's been an absolute delight to reflect on the season with you too. And um, yeah, gonna end the podcast somehow so I thought how best to end it with where it all kind of starts with yeah two brains in operation yeah yeah it's been, it's been great thank you thank you guys and thank you Libby for having us thank and you best of luck to everyone in Q School all for once again tuning in to the Let Us Golf podcast and a big thank you for this week's guests Anna and Clara for not just joining me in this episode but for being fantastic colleagues to me and our players. Q School starts on Sunday the 10th of November in Marrakesh on some of its most renowned golf courses. The event unfolds in two phases, the pre-qualifiers then final qualifiers and it helps the players to determine membership status in both LET and LET Access Series for next year. Pre-qualifiers is first, it's a 54-hole stroke play event with no cut, whilst the final qualifier is next with a 90-hole stroke play event with a cut after 72 holes. It's all to play for in final qualifiers as the top 20 players and ties will be eligible for LET membership in Category 12, 21st to 50th position and ties will be eligible for LET membership in Category 16. 
it's going to be a big two weeks. Well, as always, I really enjoyed that chat. Like I've enjoyed all the chats this year. And if you're listening to me now, you must have done too. So please show your appreciation by clicking that subscribing button or reviewing or rating this podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your podcast to give the series a boost and help others find it. But not only that, helping to raise the profile of our fantastic players. I won't be back next week and for a good few weeks after that. So all that's left to say is thank you for listening to supporting the tour and our players. Keep following us on socials at LET Access. And have a merry, merry Christmas if you're celebrating Christmas. And we will see you in the new year. Bye.